Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about the knees over toe debate. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am here with everyone. Well, not everybody, but we have a decent amount of us. This is like half of us a champion. A lot of people don't realize we have a lot more people that are camera shy, right, that don't want to uh, get on camera. But these are the ambitious few, we'll call it, We'll call you that, a champion that are here giving back to you, answering all your questions. So um, I'm here with Kevin Coughlin, Dave Tilly, Lenny McCrina, Dan Pope, Lisa Lowe, Dewesh Podell, and our amazing group of students this week what do we got len give some amazing students um we have morgan kennedy from findlay university in the university of finlay i think that's in ohio right am i finally correct ohio uh kim lay from marist university in poughkeepsie new york i think i'm right and eric deutsch in new york institute of technology in new york city Close. Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, the whole New York City. Long Where is it? Long Island. Long, Long Island. Island. Long Island. Long, I like Long it. Island. Awesome. Sweet. Long Island cup of, for the cup win. Of coffee. Yeah. We'll get <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. All right. What do we got today, Kim? Um, Ryan from Massachusetts asked. Yeah. And you discuss the knees over toes debate. Do you let people do movements like squats and lunges with their knees going over their toes? And does it change depending on the person's sport goals or previous injury? Boom. We get a, we get another debate. We're going to dispel more debates or myths here. So that's funny. The knees over toes. Um, I, I, I always wonder. So for I, let's start the episode with this. The knees over toe debate, I guess, is that um, a, a lot of people or, or some people in the past, there's a common misconception probably out there that uh, people say that if you do an activity like a squat or lunge or step type movement and your knee translates, so, uh, you bend your knee so much that it translates over your toes. So assuming like you're getting depth, that it puts a lot of stress on your knee joint. It's too much stress. So a lot of people say, don't let your knees pass your toes. That's a very, very common kind of phrase, right? So I'll start the episode off with this and just say like, I just always wonder if this is one of those things that social media and maybe even some like early career professionals, like take this like a little too serious right? Like meaning like no, nobody, nobody, nobody really thinks your knees are going to blow up if they go up over your toes. Like even the first person that ever said that probably like, didn't say that this is one of those things that I think somebody took like too far. Right. So in, in, and in both ways, there's probably some people in the medical community and fitness community that took it too far and said that, you know, you should never go knees over toes. But I would say the vast majority of people understand that, that, 
you know, that's, that's a little excessive. So I feel like this debate has probably been a little bit more sensationalized, but um, Dan Pope, you're um, you probably get asked this question a lot online and you probably, um, you know, are involved in these discussions probably more than any of us right here. Um, what, what do you think? You want to, you want to give your two cents on this? Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I think it really just comes down to physics and the, the simplest um, way to explain it for me is like a, let's say a squat, right? So if I'm going into a squat and I've had my knees traveling forward a lot over my toes, if you look at your center of mass and then you look at where the knees are, you'll have a moment arm, right? And then if you look at your center of mass, to your hips, you have another moment arm. And if you sit your hips really far back, the moment arm grows for the hips. And if you have your knees really far forward, the stress is going to go more on the knees because you increase the moment arm there, Right. So obviously in life, you need to have to have your knees go over your toes, but the more the knee comes forward from your center of mass, the more your quad and your knee, right? And when you say knee, it's like there's multiple joints in there. So that's even nuanced. There's more stress on that knee, right? And if you work in a population, let's say of Olympic weightlifters, uh, two things. One, deep squats are important and you're going to have a ton of anterior knee translation. These are going to come way far forward. And you also want to be very upright when you catch a snatch or a clean. And those two things are going to put a ton of stress on the knee. And if I never prepare my athlete for that, I'm going to run into some trouble, right? I think the issue occurs, and this happened to me as a strength coach or a personal trainer, when someone has knee pain, you figure out real quick, like, okay, if I have that knee travel forward, it hurts them, right? And then if I just send their hips back, they feel phenomenal, right? So it's kind of like, wow, I fixed my client's pain by having them sit back. That must be the answer, you know? When in reality, and at least in physical therapy literature, if you have, let's say, patellar tendinopathy, I'm sure you've seen like step downs are super, super effective for things like patellar tendinopathy. Um, so part of it is that if you avoid having the knee come forward and you have knee pain, it seems like a success. But at the end of the day, if you need to get back to deeper squats, then you probably want to have that knee come forward. Um, at the end of the day, it comes down to the person. So if I have a regular person that just likes to work out in the gym and be able to play with their kids... I don't know that I need to push that knee forward. You know, I don't have to, we were just talking about knees over toe guy. He has a lot of great exercises, but I think for the majority of regular folks with knee pain, you'd probably explode their kneecaps if you tried that as a first movement. You know what I mean? So part of it is that you have to learn how to dose your exercises. And then exactly as you said, you, you have to figure out the needs of the person in front of you and slowly work towards that and, you know, allow pain to be a bit of your guide as they continue to progress over time. I, I will say, I like love- you mentioned earlier, that social media has influenced us a little. I see it the other way, too, where early career professionals, newer grads, newer PTs are trying to, like, force this on patients um, right. to do the knees over toes thing because it's safe and we got to do it because it's safe without the person actually being trained or needing to have that in their life. Now, don't get me wrong, going up and down steps and basic things of life will require you need to go over your toes. Like, it, it's like that. But maybe not to the extent that we're dosing it and performing it weighted, um, you know, with like a sissy squad or things like that um, and trying to basically force it on our, on our patients. Again, I, I do it. I, I treat a lot of ACLs. We got to get their knees over their toes to be able to receive their weight and get their quads going and get them comfortable in that position. But I just think sometimes it's going the other way too, where we're trying to push it on people because we know it's safe, you know, it's not safe for everybody. It's that it doesn't feel good for some people. So you, you just kind of back off. 
just the fact that this is a conversation about is it good or bad or safe or unsafe is right. hilarious. I, right. I really, I really, really think it's a small, maybe like 20% of the people actually think this is safe or unsafe. Everybody else, in, in my mind, I just, maybe I'm, maybe I'm taking this for granted. Everybody else just realizes that it's not a safe or a good or a bad issue. It's a spectrum. It's, right. it's just mechanics, people. It's just biomechanics, right? This isn't about reconciling pain. This is about biomechanics, right? And the more your knee goes, forward and the more you bend the more stress it is that's it stress is good stress is bad stress can be good until it's bad stress can be bad until it's good right stress is stress <laughs> right it, it's just stress and you have to like put, you have to put these variables together some people are ready for stress some people need to gradually load into stress some people we want to avoid stress right so the fact that this becomes a debate and then what happens is just like everything else like Lenny said it confuses the heck out of everybody is you have people saying like they're actually like looking at therapists that are avoiding deep knee positions positions and saying they're and shaming them saying that they're like, Oh my God, they're so old school and retro. I'm having, look at me. I get my total knee patient. She's doing a pistol squat right now. Look at how good she's doing. Right. Like, like that's, that's too far on that end. But then the person that's like, Oh, never let your knees cause your knee will blow up. That's, that's too far on that end too. So like, you just gotta like, just take a step back and say, this isn't about good or bad or safe or unsafe. It's just a biomechanical principle that Dan talked about with the moment arms that says the deeper you go, the more stress you apply. And you have to determine, does the person in front of you, are they ready for that stress? And do they need that stress in their life? And if they do, how do we build them up for that? Right. Is it really that simple? What, what do you think, Dave? I want to hear your mind on this. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Dan said one of the most important things threaded in there is like, this really all comes down to understanding someone's goals and what they want to get out of their fitness and their life. Right. Like I think the other one is kind of related to this is like Jefferson curls up comes up a ton with like me and gymnastics. And people are like, Oh, like everyone should do Jefferson curls because gymnasts, like, you know, maybe they're doing them and not really, actually, it's like not a super popular thing, but if you take someone like you said, who just likes doing calisthenics and bodyweight type movements, and they think it looks super awesome to do this extreme sissy squat to like seven plates of depth and come back up. It's like, if that's their goal, then like, cool, maybe it's a two-year goal for them. And maybe they do want to work on that stuff, but they have no goal of, of back squatting a, a super heavy weight or playing baseball or sprinting or cutting or pivoting or doing all sorts of other stuff that that amount of mobility without a lot of good extra strength on top of it might be problematic. So it's really all back to like what people want It's like, is there a certain person who might really want that? And sure, then maybe that's a perfect progression of exercises over a couple of years for someone else who, like Dan said, like, I just want to pick my kids up and squat down and not have my knees hurt probably not a great option for them, you know, because they have a, a long history of things that maybe don't feel great. And I think this is a situation where I think sometimes therapists or people on the internet just like get a little bit too dogmatic and say that it's always black or white. And when in reality, it's really about what the person wants in front of you and you just got to listen to them and, and use the proper tool for them that you have. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we could say that much better with like, it, it all just comes back to the person in front of you, but I would really, really, really love to just get out of this debate of like, you know, it, it, can you do it or not? Right. And like Lenny and I get this with like weighted baseball training and in, in baseball, right. They're like, our, our baseball's bad. Our weighted baseball's bad. I'm like, no, they're not bad. They're not good either. Right there, but they change the stress. So everything we do changes the stress applied and you just have to realize, do you want to change the stress applied? And when is that become too much or too little in the person in front of you? Right. And just like, and, and, and stop getting, stop getting in these conversations and these things about is something safe or unsafe. Everything has a spectrum of safety. Everything has a safe uh, spectrum of load. Right. And we just have to like apply that and put that together. Right. Makes sense. Awesome. But 
anybody else on that? I mean, I know this is kind of like such a popular thing on the internet. I want to make sure that we, we address it, but you know, Duesh from the strength training perspective, like what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I, I have two thoughts on this. Um, one, I, I do think this overall idea principle definitely came from the physical therapy realm and then any fitness professional strength coach, personal trainer that, you know, wanted to, you know, keep an eye out on their, on their clients to make sure that they're doing stuff safe or you know, they're not hurting people. I think they, they were probably the ones that took it really far, at least in the fitness community. Right. So right. you kind of mentioned that, like, I, I feel like you're right though. I feel like the fitness community almost like is the one that like, like the PTs are like, whoa, 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 we didn't say like that for like everybody all the time. Like, right. Like, like I feel like there's a misconception somewhere here. Right? Yeah. There's someone miscommunicated, but yeah, you're right. I think the, the fitness crowd heard it once. Right. And they were just like, man, what, and you know, the medical professionals, they're crazy. They say you can never do that. Like, I don't think that's true, but yeah, sorry. Keep going. Yeah. It, it's like maddening to think how many strength coaches will try to push people to hit like a deep, like rock bottom squat without letting their knees go past their toes and like sitting way back and they start crank- cranking on hips and like giving people back pain and stuff. But it, it like is definitely a big, big proponent in the fitness industry. I know it, it for sure was when I was learning this stuff uh, growing up. Um, but that was kind of my first point. I, I do think in the fitness community, there's a lot more education to be done. Like I, I love that Dan talked about the biomechanics of just the lever arm. Um, and the moment arm from the knee to the hip, um, compared to your center of mass. Like, I, I think just knowing that for a lot of personal trainers and strength coaches is super important because I'm willing to bet you, like, they've never really thought about it that way. Um, right. so that was kind of like my, my first point. The second point being, um, you know, I kind of mentioned the needs analysis for our previous question, but, um, and, you know, Dave and Dan, and kind of mentioned like, what are the demands of the sport? Um, at the end of the day, like a lot of athletic movements, like sprinting, especially in acceleration, um, you know, even cutting, jumping, like it all requires quite a bit of forward knee travel. Um, I think the biggest thing for us to keep in mind is like, what, what does that person have access to as far as their, their kinematics combined? Like, what is their, what does their ankle dorsiflexion look like? Do they have a ton of dorsiflexion? So they, they need to be able to control all that dorsiflexion or they, you know, they don't have a lot of dorsiflexion. Like, should we let people have their heels come up off the ground to perform that knee pass toe squat? Probably not. But if you're someone like me, for example, like me and Dan talk about this all the time, like bragging about my dorsiflexion, but I have dorsiflexion where I have six inches past my toes, right? And like I have super long shins, like I have to have my knees pretty far past my toes to hit a rock bottom squat because I want to do Olympic weightlifting and, you know, heavy back squats and front squats and stuff. So it, it definitely does come down to the needs of whatever activity or sport, but also what do they actually have access to for total movement? And then maybe let's try to build some strength and active control there. I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, the general kind of concept I think you can get from this episode is that like, you know, there is no one answer for everything and there is no, is something safe or unsafe? It's all a spectrum. Right. And you have to keep that in mind. And most of these things like, you know, knees over the toes, a great example. All it does is it just changes the stress. And you have to determine for that person in front of you, is the stress appropriate? Is the stress worth it? Right. And then how do you slowly build a program to get you to that point where they can then control that stress? And I think that's that's the real goal. Dan's athletes, a lot of people that work with Duesh on the gym, right? They they want to get to depth in their squat. So we have to get them there, right? But that doesn't mean you jump right there, but we have to build a program to get them there because that's their functional activity, right? Not everybody needs that. So we don't go that deep with that person. But I think it's it's not so much the conversation of safe or unsafe. It's more about stress 
stress, right? And I think if we can take almost all of these debates about is something good or bad, I think the answer is that everything can be good and everything can be bad. It just depends on how you apply it. Right. So hopefully that helps. Good question, Ryan. I like that one. Um, you know, if you have questions like that, I mean, I understand how these things can be confusing for people that are just trying to learn these things because you hear some very like, like you, you hear opinions, right? You hear like these concepts and you wonder like, is this a bigger problem out there? I know there's some people out there that hear a concept and think like the whole world is worried about this debate when really it's probably only 20% of the world that actually thinks this is a ba- debate. The other 80% actually think it's just a, um, that stress equation that we talked about. So I can see how that'd be daunting for somebody. So, uh, so thanks, Ryan. If you have a question like that, head to micron.com, click on that podcast link and keep asking away. And please go to iTunes, Spotify, subscribe and rate and review us. So we keep doing these episodes to answer your questions. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to micron.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.